get my shoes and out the door. Five, I'm alive. Six, seven, eight. Hello, BYWD Tribe. Here's a quick peek at our supplement, product, and book of the month for March 2020. At the end of the podcast, I'll spend a few minutes going into further detail, so we encourage you to listen to the end. The supplement of the month for March is Stress Rebalancer. This is our unique, specially selected blend of adaptogens, vitamins, herbs, and amino acids that will help counteract the negative effects of stress on your body. The 10% discount code for the month of March is Stress Relieve. 10 that's lowercase our book of the month is f your feelings master your mind accomplish anything and become a more significant human by ryan muncie our product of the month is kavaplex from true kava our listeners will receive 20 percent off using the code and it's all capitals capital b capital y capital w capital g capital k capital a capital v capital a byWG kava <clears throat> it is very likely in the month of march we'll have both ryan muncie the author of F Your Feelings, and Cameron George from True Kava on the podcast. So keep an eye out. All the links, discount codes, and special offers to the product, supplement, and the book will be listed in the show notes and iTunes, posted on social media, in our weekly newsletter, and on our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com at the Listen Now tab. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast. I'm your co-host today, Dr. Mike Akinfora, and I'm thrilled to have on the line with me, Dr. Tina Moore. How are you, Dr. Tina? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, we've, we've tried to have you on. Our schedules are so busy. Um, we were finally able to nail down um, a time during our workday, and I am thrilled for what you're going to share with our audience. So me, me too. Yes. Let me read you Tina's bio, and then we'll take it from there. Dr. Tina Moore is a naturopathic and chiropractic physician and a number one best-selling author. Her current passions include training naturopathic doctors in regenerative medicine, her specialty in clinical practice for over a decade, as well as broadening their reach through digital and online marketing so that they can have a stronger impact, make more money, and enjoy a more balance, um, cut that, and enjoy more balance in their lives. Tina, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I was hoping that I could chat with you about exercise and strength training for overall wellness, anti-aging, and all those things. Um, I know it's a, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse on this topic, but I just, I'm such a nerd about it. And I keep digging up more and more research that shows us that exercise really is the panacea for everything that ails us. It really is. And myself having a exercise science background, what I learned in school in the 19, late eighties, early nineties, um, has changed dramatically. So I love having folks on the show similar to ourselves that look um, to dive in deeper and and try and um, nuance and and biohack the the information that's out there. So I think this is a great topic. I'm I'm ready to roll. Just um, for our audience, Dr. Tina, can you can you give people a little bit more a deeper look into your background? 
Sure. So I, like you said, I'm a naturopathic physician and a chiropractor. Uh, my background predominantly in practice has been regenerative injection therapy. So I was doing treatments like prolotherapy and platelet-rich plasma long before it was sexy, long before everybody recently like decided to jump on the bandwagon and, and realize it was quite a, a, a impactful therapy. So my, I'm really at heart. I'm a chiropractor. I'm kind of a meathead. I love lifting weights. I love throwing heavy weights around. Um, when I finally discovered strength training, I was only, I was really four, I was 40 years old when I started lifting weights. And before that I had off and on been athletic and I have a pretty strong rehab background. So the, the minute I started lifting weights, I started diving into the research. Cause like I said, I'm a super nerd and it's kind of mind blowing what muscle does for our bodies, what exercise in general does for our bodies. And I think it's so multifaceted. And I don't think we have even touched the ice, the tip of the iceberg on it. I think we're going to realize more and more in the next decade, just how incredibly impactful it is that human beings move their bodies. So that's, that's why I geek out about it. <laughs> that's awesome. And you hit the nail right on the head is that um, human beings need to move. Um, and we are in a society today where we're moving less and less and when you apply weight training functional weight training smart weight training to movement you 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 can really um do anything you put your mind to it's kind of a superpower being yeah. strong and having muscle mass really is and for those who don't who have not yet experienced it they don't know what they're missing and it takes years like it took me years to put a slab of muscle on my body and that's what I tell my patients I'm like you just got to put a slab of muscle on your body and that's that's it like in its simplest sense this isn't about aesthetics this isn't about weight loss this isn't about fat loss this isn't about any of those things it's literally just like add and build that organ system because we need it for so many different things and uh you know i didn't really understand that growing up i was a child of the 80s so it was cardio 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 and jazzercise and those funny videos that my mom would play where everybody was hopping around in like shiny spandex and i thought that was exercise and i hated it <laughs> So I, I rebelled and turned into like a skinny, I, first off, I was a gymnast as a kid. And then as a teenager, I was like, I'm just going to chain smoke and listen to punk rock music and not exercise at all. And I ended up really, really thin and really sickly, which was all the rage back then in the early nineties, like be as thin as possible. Um, and I ended up with chronic autoimmune issues and chronic illness. And I sort of I got my way through my 20s somehow. In my 30s, I dove into Pilates and running, which I love Pilates. The running part probably wasn't a great idea, but it, you know, it served its purpose. And then somewhere around 40, I had been in practice for a while. All of my patients at that point were injection therapy patients. And the one thing I noticed, it did beyond what they were eating, beyond what their hormonal status was, beyond their sleep patterns, beyond all those things that are so critical to overall health. The one thing that consistently played a role in whether people got better or not from my treatments was whether they had muscle mass. They could, they could be eating the crappiest diet in the world, but if they had good muscle mass, they tended to respond really well. So that was convincing enough for me. And I went to the gym. I found, I interviewed several strength and conditioning coaches. I found one I liked and I was like, look, I was actually underweight at the time. I was about 20 pounds less than I am now. And I was like, I just want to learn how to deadlift and squat. I want the most muscle possible. Sure. <laughs> so there you go. That was <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> and it's since then, it's just been really, really eye-opening. 
So I was going to ask you to how you you at 40 decide to weight train, but you already answered that. But how so you're doing this for yourself. You, you, you obviously see amazing results. You, you've got a ready population that you are um, able to pass your wisdom to. How dive into that for me. What does that look like for yourself and especially for women, because we know stereotypically women, um, as they get older, men too, but to a much greater extent, women lose a lot of their muscle mass. And, and talk to me about this. Yeah, so we lose a huge percentage of muscle mass per decade, starting in our 30s and 40s, women in particular. And what I was seeing in practice was women would come in with head to toe pain, wanting injection therapy. And I'm like, I don't even know where to start, lady. They were so deconditioned. They would lay down on the table. And so they were happy because they were still wearing the same pair of jeans, the same size as they did in high school. But at this point, all of that muscle mass had been replaced by fatty infiltrate. Your muscles literally start to fill up with fat and you become more fat than muscle, but you still look thin. So people think, oh, you know, it's like that skinny fat term, yes. which is thin yep. on the outside, fat on the inside. Metabolically, you're actually in a worse situation than somebody who's heavier on the outside and metabolically unsound. So I started seeing these conditions, these, these chronic pain patients, and I was like, we just got to get you moving. We got to we got to get those joints moving. And half the time they didn't need injections. Once they started wow. eating enough and moving enough, the pain really resolved itself. And so we it's called sarcopenia. It's poverty of the flesh. That's the Greek. It's Greek for poverty of the flesh. And it's literally wasting. And when you waste, you waste and waste and waste for decades until eventually you're so frail and you're so fragile that it's I mean, there's they literally call it frailty syndrome that you fall and break a hip or you break a hip and fall. And as we know, that's the kiss of death. So how do we avoid that is really what I was after. And I just kind of wanted to rock my way through menopause. That was my main goal was like, I just want to get through this with happy, healthy hormones, a good libido. I want to be able to do all the things I want to do. I don't want to slow down. I want to hike the great wall of China at 80 if I want to. And so the quickest route to that for me was strength training. It's also very, uh, it's a great exercise for those of us who don't have a lot of time because mm -hmm. it's succinct. So you can get it done in 20 to 40 minutes. You can get a good workout in, um, maybe a little longer if you're, you know, I've just turned 46 and I have to warm up for about 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't get to just jump right in, but sure. you know, I'm in and out of the gym. It's very efficient. Um, it's very impactful it helps us do all kinds of things that we I didn't even realize, which I can go to in an, into in a minute. But I really think that we have to get away as women. We have to get away from this concern that we're going to get bulky yeah. or that we're going to look a certain way. I think really women who strength train, who are careful about their carbohydrate intake, because I do believe we have to be more watchful of that as we age. Um, those women end up just looking sexy and strong. They don't end up looking bulky or bloated or, you know, you, that takes a lot of testosterone. <laughs> and, and on that tip, we need testosterone to feel well as we go into our forties and our fifties. And strength training is one way to upregulate our own natural testosterone. So it's, it's pretty win-win all around. Yeah. And it's really interesting that you hit on that point. Um, my wife is a cancer survivor. Um, she had a uh, radical hysterectomy uh 40 at, at 40 and now it's she's 52 um 
what what was missing it was a, a dramatic onset of of menopause but the hormones for a woman are kind of like i would say kind of like a margarita you got you got two parts tequila one part uh triple sec and a quarter quantro and it's the same thing for a woman's hormones when you look at it it is um estrogen progesterone and testosterone and women need that testosterone and by weight training exactly what you're saying that is going to help the body really stay healthy and and be lean into into old age oh absolutely and you know i just did a webinar about women and testosterone and what i found out was shocking we actually have three times as much testosterone in our body as we do estrogen huh. and and, which I love your margarita analogy, but <laughs> that, made, that made me change the recipe a little. It's yeah, it's pretty critical. And it really for stamina, for pain, especially for pain relief. I had no idea the impact it had on on pain until I really dove in. And you think I would know having treated people over a decade who were in pain. Um, I knew it about men, but I did not put. I did not put it together for women how critically important testosterone was for, to reduce their pain, particularly. Middle-aged women often will present with hip pain, bilateral hip pain, bilateral sacroiliac pain, bilateral sure. trochanter pain. To me, honestly, after all the research, I've lived it. And after diving into the research, I really think, A, it's lack of conditioning and, and strong gluteal muscles. And, B, it's a hormonal issue. So, you know, these are things to consider. We don't want to become decrepit. We don't want to end up in wheelchairs. We don't want to end up with a broken hip. We certainly want a healthy libido. That's another big, huge win. It does great things for your pelvic floor. It does great things to get blood in all the right places, exercise in general, but particularly strength training can do wonderful things for that pelvic floor so that you can, you can still have good, healthy intercourse and feel it you know women will start to lose sensation as they get older not just because of hormones but because of actual deconditioning of those muscles absolutely um let's dive into when you when you say weight training what what are you really what are you looking at what somebody take me through somebody that you work with um that is a female because everybody's got different values everybody has different goals and objectives so take me through somebody who comes in uh, female, uh, deconditioned that really wants more out of life. So the first thing to consider is just basic human movement patterns like <laughs> hip hinges, squats, movements that we do as human beings. So if you look at indigenous cultures and you look at cultures that do a lot of agriculture and like, uh, you know, they're out in the fields, they tend to have really good hip hinge technique, really good squat technique. And that protects our back as well. That keeps our spine happy. So making sure that they have control over their movement patterns first and then you load them with weight. They don't get to pick up the weight until they actually can show control of those movement patterns. And sometimes that takes months and months mm. and months, if True. not, if not longer, to be honest with you, like it took me probably nine months to figure out how to deadlift correctly before my coach finally looked at me and said, good job. So mm. I, I highly encourage people to find a good strength and conditioning coach or a good personal or um, PT or chiropractor or somebody who's skilled in rehabilitation. This is not something you want to try to learn on your own because the opportunity to hurt yourself is pretty high, especially if you pick up weights too early, which is what most people do. Um, 
And I think it's scalable. So I like kettlebells. I think they're very accessible to people because they start in very small, small sizes and they go up to big sizes. And once you gain control over that movement, you can really start to add weight through the size of the kettlebell. You can change the intensity of the movement. You don't, it's not just about the weight. There's so many variables here. And so I, I really highly, especially people who have pain, I highly encourage them to hire a coach to figure out what they're, it's not just three sessions and you're done. I'm talking like commit to a few months, invest in yourself. It's a really, really good investment and you'll come out of it with some skills that no one can take away from you and that you can build upon. You know, even those of us who are in this realm, um, we need coaches as well. You said it yourself, your coach, it took months for you to, to nail a deadlift before the coach finally said, good job. Um, we as human beings have a tendency to default what is easy. And with that in weight training, our, our mechanics go out the window. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you can't see it because it's your own body. So I still see my coach twice a week. It's probably my most expensive expense every month. Like my personal of my personal expenses, I would say my strength training coach and my food mm -hmm. are where I put more most of my money. Um and that's got to tell you something, right? Like yep. that's, those are my priorities and I don't have fancy nails. I don't have expensive purses, but I go to my coach twice a week and she literally does a 360 around me. She just walks around me in circles and makes sure, I mean, down to like how my toes are gripping the floor, how much I'm pronating or not. Um, are my glutes engaging? Are my knees wobbling inward? Just the slightest little details are so important because if I were to do them on repeat for hundreds and hundreds of reps over the next how many years and I ingrain that poor movement pattern in, I'm going to end up with some musculoskeletal complaints. And the whole goal is to not have musculoskeletal complaints, right? The whole goal is to decrease my pain and, and decrease the aging on my body. Absolutely. And, and that's why it is so important um, to have those correct movement patterns without weight. Yes, you know, absolutely. Let's, 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 you know, Let's crawl before we walk. Let's walk before we run. Um, no pun intended on that, but it, it really is super important. And, and I think some of the some of the problem is that we get caught up in the mentality at the gym when we see people that are so much further in our and again our human existences. Well, I'm going to compare myself to this person, and we're not doing ourselves any justice by doing that. Oh, no, this is an individual sport. This is just me trying to make myself better every day. I, my goal, my goals straight up are to get stronger. Always, I always want to be increasing my strength without chasing numbers to hurt my joints, because the other goal is longevity, uh, longevity in all aspects of my life. But I really want to be able to continue to do this well into my 80s and 90s or longer. Um, as long as I'm alive, I want to be able to lift, pick up heavy things and move them. It's a really handy skill to have. It, it comes in handy in society to be strong, honestly. Uh, strong people are just a little bit more, th 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 we can use their skills, you know. Um, sure. And then I want hormonal balance. So I'm always seeking that. And I'm always, I, I want a good libido. I want good sleep. I want really good brain function. I'll tell you, just about any exercise will increase BDNF, which is, um, it's a neurotropic factor that causes brain growth, right? You, you, you and your audience are probably familiar with that term. But I think strength training, the people I know, and, and maybe you agree, the people I know that strength train, their lights are on. There's like a level of cognition that, and, and intelligence that I've, is unmatched in any other sport that I've seen. I mean, they really, 
they really they've got like this Jedi calm and this Jedi power if they're regularly strength training. And so I'm going for that, too. Like I want my brain to work. I, sure. I don't want middle age to take over and make me forgetful. So when when you're working with somebody, Tina, and you're looking at the movement patterns and let's say they they progress kind of nicely, where where do you go from there? I'm a big fan of basic movements. So like I said, the deadlift, which is just picking with a particular pattern of movement, you pick something up off the floor. That's it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big fan of squats. However you can do them, it doesn't have to be with a barbell. It might just be with a kettlebell in front of you, whatever works. Uh, I am a fan of weighted movements. Once you have control over the movement pattern, I do think that body weight is not enough. I think adding weight is is key. Um, I love push moves. So push ups, being able to push yourself up off the ground is mm -hmm. also very helpful. Uh, I'll tell you a story about that in a second. I love pulling movements. So pull ups or rows, anything that works the back and the, and the shoulders and the lats to pull your, cause all of those things are connected. Our glutes are connected to our lats. Everything is one big kinetic chain. Um, and then uh, unilateral movements I think are critical for for longevity and brain health and just balance. So lunges and one legged deadlifts and things like that. Really simple. Like it's not sexy. It's not fancy. It's not fast. We don't do, I don't, I'm not a big fan of CrossFit of moving through high reps of complicated moves uh, with speed. I think that that's a great way to get hurt. So I'm all for like slow, methodical, almost to the point where this is my moving meditation, mm -hmm. all hands on deck. My brain's engaged. I am a hundred percent in the movement. Otherwise I'll fall down and hurt myself. So it pretty simple and, and just do that on repeat until you, you know, and you continue to gain strength, but a good story really quickly. I was sure. leaving a, I was leaving a concert last year and I had hurt my hip. And so my coach was rerouting me and having me do a ton of bench presses. And I got to admit, I did start getting a little bit bigger in the chest and in the shoulders than I wanted. And none of my clothes were fitting. And I was like, oh, I don't know about all these put all these bench presses and push ups. Like, I don't know if this is serving me. And I walked out of the concert. It was dusk. So the, you know, visually things were starting to get a little hard to see. I stepped into a, what I thought was a street divider, but it was actually a big drainage ditch. I stepped into it and I fell forward and I fell toward, my face was falling towards a huge curb and I was in a hole. So I was about to lose all my teeth. Like if I had been the concert itself, like for reference, was a bunch of 40 year olds. <laughs> it, was, it was it was an older it was the lead singer of Tool Maynard. It was his other band, A Perfect Circle. And so it was like very age appropriately 40 year olds. And the group, it, it wasn't the best looking health group. Like I, when I go to concerts, I'm like, geez, my cohorts are not aging well. And I'm I'm walking out and I step in this ditch and I fall forward. And I'm thinking I my face is going to be gone in like two seconds. And I remember looking at my boyfriend at the time and his he just had this look of horror on his face. And I caught myself with my hands forward in a push up position. I fell forward to the point where my face came like centimeters from the curb and I pushed out of it. And Thank God for strength training, because if I had not had that strength and, and that dexterity and that movement pattern down, I would have lost. I mean, I would have been in the hospital. It would have been really, really bad. So, you know, this stuff translates. <laughs> it comes in handy. A absolutely. Um, so you're 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 talking you're not talking like crazy. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. I, I'm, I'm listening to the story and I wanted to go back and I wrote it down. I, I think where the CrossFit-esque um, 
workout environments, where they nail it is community. Yeah. That, that sense of community is so strong. The problem is when you're working out five days a week doing the same thing or even the workout of the day, you're going to overtrain, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. And, and no one wants to hear that in, in the CrossFit community or any of these other types of CrossFit workouts. But you can't, you're, you've got to give the body a, the opportunity to rest. Yes, because I think the magic, and let me preface this. Yep. I, I, there are some great CrossFit gyms Absolutely. and great CrossFit coaches. Absolutely. Um, it's just when we get people who go from deconditioned to five days a week doing really complicated Olympic lifts with speed and with too many reps, it makes me a lot of money as a regenerative yeah. medicine doctor. Let's just put it that way. I make a lot of money off CrossFit injuries. So that, that should warn people. Hot yoga too. I, I think anyone who's deconditioned needs to ease into activity. But um, what was like, oh, the rest, I think the magic is in the rest because really human beings, all organisms, period. My background is deeply rooted in biology and all organisms respond to hormesis, which is just this concept that for your audience that when you when you expose the organism to a little bit of stress and then you rest it and you give it what it needs, it will thrive. So a good example is a house plant. You know, I love to let my house plants sort of get to the point where they're looking a little bit sad and then I hit them with food and water and they just explode. That's how you make things bloom, right? So we human beings are no different. And I think of strength training as the ultimate hormesis. It's you you hit the body, you hit the central nervous system. There's really good benefits to our immune system, to our hormonal system, to our mitochondria, to our nervous system. All of those things get whomped with strength training. And then we rest and we feed and we rest and we feed. And that, that's where the growth happens. That's where all the magical uh, molecular, you know, nuance occur is in that rest period. Absolutely. Um, and my wife calls that systematically underwatering. And she does that. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and and it is very true. They they kind of look a little wilty, and you give them a little you give them a little love and a little water, and the next thing you know, they're blooming. So, oh, totally. Um, you're you're definitely on the right track with that. Um, tell me, uh, how how old how old do you see people training and, and lifting heavy? I think it's possible well into old age. I, the gym I go to, I gave my coach a compliment the other day because she owns the place with her husband and they're a really high end kettlebell gym here in Portland called Industrial Strength. And I, her name is Mira. And I said, Mira, I've got to give you a compliment. The bulk of the people I see training in here are my age or older. And she looked at me and smiled and she said, anyone can train a 20 year old. It takes a lot of talent to train somebody in their forties and older. And I was like, I know that's why I'm complimenting you because there's all these people in there in their forties and fifties and sixties and seventies and eighties. There's a woman in her late seventies, almost early eighties that trains next to me once a week. Who's amazing. Um, completely reversed her osteoporosis and osteopenia with strength training. And she doesn't lift big heavy weights. She just does it consistently with a good coach. Um, yeah, but all these folks like that might take, like I said, it might take them a little longer to warm up and get mo things moving, but they're doing the same moves with the same weights as these young bucks over here. And they're, the key is consistency. The key is not hurting yourself and the key is just doing it consistently and go to the gym. Look at the older folks lifting weights early in the morning. 
those guys and gals are going to be here for the long game. Like that's, that's what it's all about. The long game, I think. So it's not about necessarily lifting what you did when you were 25. It's not chasing weights because that's how you get hurt. It's just, how do I stay healthy, fit, sexy, you know, with all the good things intact, like my sleep and my, my libido and my hormones and my appetite. How do I keep that going? Absolutely. Um, I just wanted, I just wanted to hit back on one thing. You, you said that the woman that you work out next to is in her seventies and she completely reversed her osteoporosis and osteopenia. Yeah. That, that's magic. Yeah. That's well, magic. And it's, isn't it crazy? The standard of care in the U.S. for bone loss is Fosamax, which is a crummy drug because it literally, yeah, it'll make your DEXA scan look better because it'll help you produce bone, but it doesn't help you produce good bone. It helps you produce chalky bones. So those bones are more apt to break, particularly the femur bones. So we don't need our femurs to snap and then we fall down and break our hips. So strength training is, the muscles, I always think of th- these things as like girlfriends, like the muscles, the joints and the bones are all yeah. sisters or girlfriends. Whatever is happening to one is happening to all. So if your joints are disintegrating, your bones are probably going right along with them. Um, if your muscles are wasting, your joints and your bones are probably going right along with them. So we we need that. It's not just the muscles. Um, they pull on the bone and that little micro pulling that happens where the muscles insert, it's a little bit of a form of prolotherapy, which is not unlike the regenerative injections I do. It causes the bones to grow because bones grow when subjected to force or pull or push or anything on them. They'll respond by becoming more robust. So you've got that. And then it also, that little micro pulling and micro tearing and healing that is occurring through strength training and the contraction of the muscles is causing those ligaments and tendons to strengthen themselves. So you're really tightening up and strengthening your entire musculoskeletal system in such a positive, simple way. Awesome. I, I, this is a um, continuing conversation in our offices every day. Uh, You know, if you weight train, your muscles will get stronger. If your muscles get stronger, your bones and joints have to follow. Yep. They have to follow. They don't have a choice. Yep. So, and instead of the calcium being outside, it's forced in. It, it, it's, it, you, you said it much more eloquently than I did, but um, it's the same, it's the same idea. And I, I think it's just at this point, it's non-negotiable. If, yep. you know, it's just non-negotiable. If you want to age well, then I think that strength training or weight training has got to be in your arsenal. Yes, you can do other things. Yes, you can run and cycle and do yoga and tennis and Zumba and all the things that people enjoy doing. But those exercises to me are somewhat ancillary. Mm -hmm. I think strength training is the core. And I, again, like I said, I'm beating a dead horse because I say this on podcasts and interviews all the time. But like, man, we're, the whole goal is to not be anti-fragile, you know, yep. I, the whole goal is to is to not. I'm sorry. The whole goal is to be anti-fragile and to not get fragile. It's it's. I'm. I want to be harder to kill. I, <laughs> if I fall or I get hit by something or I fall in a ditch at a concert, I want to be harder to kill. I don't want to just shatter like most, especially white women. White older women, if they have fair hair and fair eyes, they're basically we call it skinny white girl syndrome. That's osteoporosis. That's mm. it was. You know, that was the joke. It wasn't really a joke, but that was like the term in chiropractic college is like, oh, it's skinny white girl syndrome. And it really is. Uh, the, there is a one way trip out of that, and it's called eating enough and strength training. 
Like yeah. that's the solution. <laughs> so. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree on that. Let's, um, let's talk about the 800 pound gorilla in the room, um, that most people get uncomfortable talking about. Let's talk about hormones, weight training and libido and how they're tied in. Sure. So there was a small study done on men and it showed that if they did a leg press on the leg press machine versus a squat with a with a barbell on their back, two mm-hmm. to, same movement pattern, different ways to do it, they had a significantly increased um, boost with the free weights in human growth hormone, testosterone, and cortisol. And people say cortisol, we don't want more cortisol, but cortisol actually is necessary and it has its role when it's when it's working in your body physiologically correctly and not just running rampant because of stress. So, yeah, so there's that. Uh, We need that human growth hormone and we need that testosterone if we want a good libido, especially as women. We totally need it. It's absolutely necessary. I can tell you from personal experience, it's critical. And from so many of my patients, um, it has a nice balancing effect. And I don't know if there's a direct cause and effect yet. I've seen some studies showing whispering at the fact that estrogen and progesterone obviously will balance out better, but we need, we need a good hormonal milieu and it needs to be somewhat in balance. Like you mentioned with the margarita, otherwise it tastes bad. Things don't go well. And I think that for men too, I mean, men absolutely need testosterone as they age to have healthy libidos, healthy erectile function. I was just reading an article by Stuart McGill out of the university of Waterloo he was talking about sexual positions. They did a study on like men and they're coming out with a women's study on sexual positions and pain because a lot of these, a lot of people experience low back pain and depending on what, you know, if they're flexion intolerant or extension intolerant, what can they do? So deadlifts, strengthening the posterior column, that's going to help significantly with back pain and with all kinds of pain, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's just win-win. Like you're fitter, your hormones are more balanced, you're stronger, you have more stamina. And then the pelvic floor piece, it's crazy how much a session of kettlebell swings or squatting will tighten up your pelvic floor as a woman. It really has an impact. And so all of these things go together and it, it improves your sleep. When you sleep well, you want to have sex more because you're happier. Mm-hmm. So there's, I mean, the direct cause and effects, I don't know, but I could tell you about eight different ways that it improves your sex life. <laughs> it, it, it's you're you're speaking the truth though. And nobody wants to talk about this. You know, when, when I have men that come in to see me and they come in, let's say, for low back pain um, and we'll go through their history and then they're they're on, you know, cholesterol medication. I'm like, um, how important is your man stuff to you? Like, yeah, you, you, you want that to work like uh, is what what's the what's the goal here? Um, and, and for men, it's like that's all you have to say. And then the light bulb goes off and it's like what do you mean? I, I I don't want that to stop working. I was like, well, no kidding. And you've got to step away from the dessert tray. You have to start moving more. Um, and it seems that it, it it's, it's epidemic where, where we're not uh, as a society, we're not having sex. No, no. I will tell you as a, I'm, I turned 46, like I said on Sunday and I am single and I am in the dating world and Oh my gosh, it's a real problem. It's a real problem in men my age. Yep. It's a it's a real problem in men as low as like in their late 30s. And 
speaking to my girlfriends who are my age, whether they're married or single, the single ones are having any of us women who are fit and healthy and have good stamina Mm -hmm. really need to find guys who are healthy and fit and have good stamina because otherwise it's not a good match. But my girlfriends who are even married, there's a lot of erectile dysfunction happening Mm -hmm. and it's, it's creating a lot of unhappiness in marriages. And it sucks because these, these women are so unsatisfied and they're frustrated. And I know the men are too, and they're not blaming their partners. They're just like, Oh my gosh, you have to stop eating the fast food and the junk and the soda because I need your penis to work because that is the key to our happiness in this relationship. (laughs) So it's important. It's people can say it's not important, but it's important. And when pain gets in the way or hormonal imbalances get in the way or lifestyle gets in the way, all of these things that we can do something about. It's frustrating. It is. Uh, I, I want to say it's not a hundred percent under our control, but it is. It is really close. It, well, it, yeah, it, and, yeah, and just, and just you know, really optimizing lifestyle. Also, something that I, if I'm allowed to speak about this really quickly, I have a theory, and there are very few studies to support this, but I'm I, I am a firm believer that the medications that men are taking are ending up in their semen in some metabolite form and that's ending up in their partners. And so there's a whole other subject of like we're treating I'm seeing women in my practice who need hormonal balancing and who have side effects or I'm sorry, who are having symptoms of supposed peri and post menopause, but maybe it's just side effects from the medications that are coming through their partner. Interesting. It's and it's. I've never you know, heard it. Yeah, I've never heard it. I've never heard that before, which is, uh, and, and it and it actually makes sense. Yeah, and once the body processes that medication through the liver on first pass, it changes into something that might be even more toxic than sure. the original drug. The other thing to consider is there is a study showing that women who don't use con and I'm not supporting not using condoms because safe sex obviously is critical to health and longevity, but for women who are not using condoms are reporting significantly less depression and less anxiety and are happier overall. So there's something healthy in the semen that whether it be zinc or immunoglobulins or who knows, um, but there's something in there that is working as a antidepressant to some degree for, for females. This is if you were in a male to female relationship. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's just all, all, there's so many aspects to this we don't know about, but staying fit fit, fit and healthy helps. And staying fit and healthy helps and also keeps you attractive to your mate um, and your mate attracted to you. Yeah, that matters. It, it really, it really does matter. Um, I, I think we covered a lot. What, what else, you know, I'm really cognizant of your time. You're, you're, a, you're a busy professional. Um, is there anything else you want to cover? Anything yeah. that you thought of? Yeah. Just one last thing. So, sure. You know how we blame, well, it's it's not a blame, it's the truth, but you know how cytokines are responsible for inflammation and sure. pain and blah, blah, blah. So cytokines are those inflammatory molecules in our bodies for your listeners. Well, when you're, the same molecules are secreted by muscle, they're called myokines and they're anti-inflammatory. Hmm. So we, we literally can build a depot of anti-inflammatory organ system on our bodies. And the other part is I know mitochondria are all the rage and such a hot topic and people are taking supplements to help their mitochondria and they're, you know, everybody wants better working mitochondria and they don't want to poison their mitochondria. Well, the only way to actually build more mitochondria is to build more muscle. 
So you can literally add, so say you've had rounds and rounds of ciprofloxin or other drugs that maybe obliterated your mitochondria, you can actually build more by simply strength training and adding more muscle to your frame. So that it's kind of miraculous that way. That's brilliant. You know, we, we um, what is it, Occam's razor, sometimes the uh, solution is the easiest thing. Um, you know, we're looking for these biohacks on keeping our mitochondria healthy, in, increasing the number of mitochondria, increasing the, the efficiency at which the mitochondria work. And the simplest thing is to weight train and move. Yep. That's it. I mean, it's it, it's <laughs> it's that easy. Yep. Um, and, and we don't need to outsmart ourselves, folks. It's it's truly that easy. For sure, it is. Yeah. Well, well I have a for your audience. I have a whole chapter on it with wonderful. references, with scientific references. If people want to read more, it's free. It's a free book. It's called um, Pain Free and Strong, and it's available at my website, drtina.com. It's D-R-T-Y-N-A. And the whole chapter is sort of a repeat with a lot more science in it if people want to geek out on it. Um, and that will be in the show notes, uh, drtina.com, Pain Free and Strong. I'll send folks over to that. And please, folks, um, listen to Dr. Tina. Uh, Pick up that free ebook. I think it's really important that you get the information, and then that's not enough. As we all know, we need to apply the information. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, they can follow me on Instagram too. Same. It's at Dr. Tina. Um, I talk about it a lot on there, so hopefully that's motivating. It seems to be a lot of women follow me there and, and express that it's been life changing for them to have somebody to motivate them to do the thing. So I invite everyone to follow me there too. Absolutely. So, folks, if you like what you heard, please go to iTunes and leave a review. It helps us to help others find the work that we're doing. And uh, I greatly appreciate you taking the time today, Dr. Tina, to talk to us. Uh, It's my pleasure to finally uh, get you on the podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you next time, folks. Thank you. You're welcome. Ciao, everybody. It's Dr. Noah, and I'm back. I suspect you love listening to this week's podcast release. Our book of the month is F Your Feelings, Master Your Mind, Accomplish Anything, and Become a More Significant Human by Ryan Muncy. We absolutely love this book and the author. A must read. The link will be in the emails, social media, and our show notes, so check it out. Our product of the month is Kavaplex, full-spectrum kava oil. Kava has been used for thousands of years and is enjoyed by millions as a drink when it's prepared in the traditional way by kneading and squeezing the root powder in water for some time. Now it is available when you need it without all the time and hassle in a a full-spectrum oil product from True Kava called Kavaplex. I first tried this product after receiving it in a biohacking quarterly box and fell in love with it. You can check it out at our website. And you can receive 20% off using the code capital B, capital Y, capital W, capital G, capital K, capital A, capital V, capital A, BYWG, Kava. The supplement of the month for March is Stress Rebalancer. This is a specially selected blend of vitamins, adaptogens, herbs, and amino acids that help counteract the negative effects of stress on the body. By reducing cortisol levels, which is the stress hormone, improving immune function, acting as acting antioxidants against free radical formation, improving muscle relaxation, 
calming the brain and reducing anxiety and mild depression and helping with better sleep. This is a one-stop shop for managing the physical impacts of stress. The 10% discount code for the month of March is Stress Relief 10 and can be used online or at the office. If you have any questions or comments, please never hesitate to reach out to us. Thank you for your time and be awesome and never unawesome.